Hello, and welcome to Unorthodoxy. My name is Duncan, and in this episode, I want to do something a little bit unusual. I want to introduce you to a game. It was a game that my friend Stella introduced to me about a decade ago, and it has been the source of endless joy and fascination and entertainment. So I figured I'd share it with you because I thought, well, maybe this is something that other people could get uh, get into and really derive a huge amount of pleasure from. So what I'm going to do is talk a bit about um, what it is, how it works, and why I think it's a good idea. The thing I'm talking about here is what is called a pig fest. That's a bit of a weird name, I know. It seems to be related in some way to Ben Franklin's so-called Junto gatherings. And even though this is such a fascinating thing and wonderful thing, it seems that out there on the internet there's remarkably little written about it. Um, I was actually trying to look for some rules that I could uh, share with you, you know, some specifics, but it seems there's really very little out there. So, <laughs> this is this is kind of part of an oral tradition, and I'm going to be sharing uh, this oral tradition with you, and you can take it and make it into something that suits you. And maybe, who knows, maybe because uh, this is such a great thing, we can start a movement uh, and and drive some kind of genuine change around the way people converse and engage with ideas in the world. So let's begin with a simple proposal. Enlightened culture is only going to be possible if the people of that culture are enlightened. And also, very importantly, if those enlightened people are going to get together and converse. Enlightened culture cannot happen apart from people uh, being in culture together. Thomas Aquinas put this so well when he said that culture is the sum of conversations. Isn't that a beautiful idea? So that is what a pig fest is about. It's about getting enlightened people, or at least people who want to be enlightened, it's about getting these people together to have enlightened conversations. And where do those conversations take place? Well, history has shown us that one of the best ways to get people talking is over a good meal. As far as I can tell, basically, the idea of pigging out is where the name pig fest comes from. Although, <laughs> this is a bit of speculation. Maybe it's just me uh, trying to figure out why <laughs> that name was added to this thing. Anyway, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to explain the rules of the game as I usually play it with my friends. And you are then completely welcome to take it and, and make it your own. Tweak the rules as you see fit to see what makes sense for you and for the group that you're in, for the friends that you're with. So here's what you do. Find a space where you and a few friends can meet. Someone's home is a good idea, although you can do this at a restaurant or in a church hall or, or a pub. Pick some place where the conversation can be comfortable and relaxed. If you're meeting at a home, you can order some food in or everyone can bring a plate of eats to share. And if there's too much food left over, then find someone close by who needs food and share that with them. You can decide what to do on the food front. That's, that's a very loose thing about this. But the basic idea is that when the body's needs are met, the mind can be free to roam. You can do this over... Uh, coffee, beer, wine, water, whatever. There's a lot of freedom. So that's that's kind of the, the kind of context. We're looking for a space and there's food. <laughs> I suppose there doesn't have to be food, but it, it tends to be a good idea. 
But here's where it gets really interesting. So obviously you can sort the food thing out in whichever way it makes the most sense to you, but it is absolutely essential that everyone you've invited brings along at least one truth statement or truth proposition. Bring it along on a piece of paper. Your truth statement can have anything to do with religion. I'll give you some examples in, in a bit. Um, it can have something to do with religion, philosophy, politics, psychology, or anything else that you think will allow for stimulating discussion, because that is the point, stimulating discussion. Your truth statement may be a question or a statement or a quotation or an idea that you've been pondering. And, but whatever your, your truth statement is, it needs to be interesting enough to get people talking. In fact, your truth statement can be a downright dirty lie if you think that that's what's going to be the best thing to spark debate. But just remember that if you're presenting a lie, you're going to be, you're going to have to defend it too. So that may be tricky. So the, the idea is that you, as the proposer of whatever proposal you bring, you need to be willing to stick by the statement that you're proposing as if it is true. Here are a few uh, truth statements um, that have been discussed at PigFest that I've attended. Some of them are mine, some of them are from others. Um, what I've done, I've actually got it here, you can listen. Um, I've got this book of <laughs> truth statements that I've collected from various PigFests that I've been a part of. and it's so it's just fun to to um read these because some of them are nonsensical some of them are just provocative some of them are kind of random but they they give you a feel for the kinds of things that you could discuss so here's one it um this one true statement it is the most unselfish thing god can do to let us love her the second one there is no such thing as an inherently ugly color because context is what derives or sorry, drives our perceptions of colors. And then here's a quote from Oscar Wilde. Uh, my friend Tanya um, brought this along to One Pig Fest and, and it sparked such great, great discussion. It says, man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. <laughs> or a podcast for that matter. Um, this was then the next one. This um, a friend of mine brought along, and I couldn't believe that this was presented. But it was it again? It sparked some great discussion. Even Satanism glorifies God. I mean, I'll get to I get to a little bit of how to discuss this stuff um, soon enough. You you hear that statement, you think that's absurd, but part of the question is going to be how how do you relate to that? What in what way could that be true. Um, so, I mean, one the, one true statement is, is that I I heard was both the victim and the perpetrator in a codependent relationship are evil people. I just again, you can discuss anything. There's so much. Um, I found that um, Jacques Lacan is quite a provocative thinker um, to refer to. Also, just like quotes um, that he um, has that, that people uh, might want to refer to. The one that I love is. Love is giving something you don't have to someone who doesn't want it. Isn't that cool? Uh, so um, the truth statements that everyone brings will then be handed. Okay, so this is one of the steps, important steps in the pig fest process. The truth statements will be handed to a mediator or facilitator. So this means clearly that someone in the group needs to take the responsibility of 
uh, a mediator. That person is going to be, be the mediator. Maybe that someone is going to be you, uh, since you're the one who might be instigating this. But I think whatever you, uh, whoever you get to be the mediator, they need to be someone who's fairly naturally uh, adept at, at mediating between people. The mediator has the job of making sure that time is kept. I'm, I'm going to talk about time pretty soon. And that everyone has a turn to speak especially the quiet people in the room, because they, they're the ones who just ponder things, but they don't necessarily say anything. And also just remember that the mediator is also a participant, so he or she needs to have the kind of presence of mind not to take over the conversation. Uh, there are, you know, different tricks of, of mediating. So some people like pass a, I don't know, a fruit around, and the person who's holding the fruit um, gets to talk, that kind of thing. Um, then depending on how many people you have with you and how much time you have, you will then allocate a set amount of time per truth statement to discuss it. It's a good idea for this reason to not have too many people. I like a crowd of, a, of between six and eight people, but your preference may be different and you can play around with, with different possibilities in your own context. Usually, it's nice uh, to have about 15 minutes per truth statement. You may wonder why the time limit is important. Um, uh, while there's going to be flexibility in a lot of things, I think the time limit is absolutely essential for two main reasons. Well, the first reason is just that it's fair. Everyone's truth statement gets the same amount of time and intellectual and conversational energy. The second reason is that time helps to keep the peace. It's an amazing idea, actually, on its own. If someone proposes something highly contentious, which is part of the point of a pig fest, um, and the conversation gets very, very heated, the nice thing is that after 15 minutes, say, if that is the allocated time, after that 15-minute period, the conversation on that topic has to end, <laughs> because the rules say so. So I've participated in dozens of pig fests and sometimes people get really riled up and when that time is up for the truth statement, that's it. It's like a reset button and I've discovered that there's, there's this lightness that is allowed for by the time allocation. Sometimes, you know, if things get particularly heated, you can allow a kind of five minute cooling period between particular, uh, between a particularly contentious subject and the next topic. So everyone in that kind of cooling period can go and refill their, their wine glass or get some food. I cannot stress the importance of the time uh, limit enough. It's what ensures that people feel safe and that when the pig fest is over, you're all still friends. And the amazing thing is <laughs> I've, I've spoken with friends about incredibly contentious things and people have disagreed. But because of these rules... The, the the general atmosphere remains light and friendly and and yeah, as I said, you remain friends afterwards, which is just wonderful. So you get to go really deep and really grapple with things, but without worrying that you're going to wreck, wreck a friendship, that kind of thing. And you, you get to hear different viewpoints. And I think a conversation that allows for different viewpoints is just... Wonderful. And this is, by the way, one of the reasons why including the possibility that the truth statement might be a lie is a good idea. Because in that space, you are free to discuss things that are potentially not beliefs you hold. You may have noticed, by the way, that the time limit implies something 
um, that will be quite tough for some people, which is that conclusions are seldom reached. Seldom, if ever. I mean, I, I don't think there was a, there's been a topic I've listened to at a pig fest where <laughs> there has been a conclusion. Um, pig fests are conversation starters. They're not there to, to finish conversation conversations off. Now, this really is about developing, this whole thing is really about developing and learning the art of conversation, which amounts to the art of moving beyond the obvious. For those of us like me who struggle with small talk, this is the perfect gathering because everyone gets a chance to speak, especially if the mediator is good and depth and insight are encouraged. Introverts, this is especially meant for use. Still, it's probably a good idea for me to offer a few principles on what the art of conversation entails. The first thing is that it needs to be focused. A good conversation is focused, and that is what the truth statement is about. In everyday conversations, it's pretty easy to jump around and meander, and this is wonderful. Uh, there's something of the improv principle of yes and in this kind of conversation. When you just flow f with what's happening, affirming and then building on what has been said. Well, in a pig fest, improv is still going to be part of it. It's, it is still a conversation and it definitely shouldn't be too regimented. Otherwise, it loses the fun. But one of the ideas around a pig fest and developing the art of conversation is just to try and stick to the parameters of the original truth statement that is being discussed. You can ask questions, try to define, offer contentious points of view, flow with associative memory, but try to keep it relevant to the topic on hand. Because this is a game, and these are the rules of the game. In my experience, this actually happens pretty naturally, but it's also possible to lose sight of the original truth statement. And this is why the mediator may need to occasionally remind the group of the focus of the discussion. Part of retaining this focus is to respect the integrity of the truth statement, even if at first, as I've given you some examples of this, even if the truth statement seems outlandish or ludicrous. Ask the proposer of the truth statement to clarify their meaning. Ask questions of the truth statement. Figure out how it works or how it doesn't work in different contexts. In fact, part of what I've learned about truth proposals or truth statements is that often they are true at least in one context, even if they are not true in another. So try and figure out the nuances of what is being said. Then, obviously, the most fundamental thing about the art of conversation is that it is not fundamentally about speaking a lot, but it is also, possibly more importantly, about the art of listening well. The way I see it, pig-festing is about making space to delve into the inner lives of thoughtful people. It's about gaining wisdom and insights from others. And this means, obviously, that pig-fests need to be organized around the kind of people you know who do enjoy talking a little bit more deeply about life, the universe, and everything. By the way, if you're a teacher or the head of a cl debating club, um, this is also a fantastic format to follow, although maybe the food won't be involved. But um, my wife, who is a teacher, has used this format in her classrooms, and it works like a charm. Um, work lunches could even be spiced up with this approach. I mean, you could think of something provocative. Maybe it's not structured, but think of something provocative you're thinking about and just throw the idea in there and play with it.
So yeah, as I said, you can see how this um, game might be adapted to suit your own life and situation. And I definitely think you can have some fun with it. I know it's a, it's a weird podcast because it's a bunch of rules for something you could do. But I hope that you, you see um, that it is really potentially a lot of fun. And I've had so much fun with it. So, as they say in the classics, that really is that. I hope that you do plan to have your own pig fest, and please let me know how it goes um, at unorthodoxy at zoho.com. Let me know what your truth statements were um, and how explosive the discussions were. I, I'd be really curious. Of course, you can also introduce, by introducing people to a pig fest, you can encourage others to start pig fests of their, their own. So get those conversations going, be unorthodox, learn from each other, think deeply, deepen your insights, and, of course, have fun. Take care, everyone.